Roxo Media House. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast brought to you by Rangers Today. Today is episode number 42, and Brett Martin, the left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers, is going to be joining us later. But, Jeff, first we got to get into this big league team, and what a great road road <laughs> uh, uh, road trip they had. Uh, just got swept by the Oreos. Not good. Yeah. Um, this is bad. Well, you know, it started out well. They had a chance to sweep Kansas City. They played well at... Uh, against the Mets at New York and so you're three and three after that you're going into the Orioles and you're thinking man this is a chance to to get a have, have a winning road trip win a series come back almost on momentum and uh that just didn't happen and you know it, it was three just pretty incredible losses um I mean you know the, the 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 Wednesday loss two to one all right not a lot happened there but Monday and Tuesday a lot happened and uh you know it you can say what you want. You know, the offense did well. Bullpen had a meltdown one game. Um, yeah. I tell you, you know, not scoring in the 10th inning as a road team, just you're just dead. And you you, you got to do that. And, um, you know, yeah. it's just I think if, if there's one thing that we've learned about that silly, silly rule is if you don't score on the road, you're in trouble. Yep, you're in trouble yeah. because the home team only has – look, when you come up and, and and if the away team hasn't scored, then you're playing small ball. You just got to get the one guy across. It changes the whole dynamic of the game. I understand why the away team probably looks to try to get more than one across because sure. you're gonna you're giving away an out when you have to – you know for sure the other team's going to get to come up and have one last chance at it. But not even – Moving him over somehow. I mean, right. your job is to try to get a hit, moving, but it, at very least, move him over. Yeah. And boy, they just didn't look good. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying you have to butt him over. No. But you got to get him over. Got to get him. You over. know, the uh, the the hitter has to be able to know that. And he, no matter where you are in the lineup, I know, I know that that Tuesday night, Jonah Jonah Heim let off the inning, popped up. Yep. You know, I mean that that's a killer right there. You got to you got to you got to move the ball forward. <laughs> right. Give give the runner a chance to to get to get to third base with one out, and then you know teams basically are willing to concede that run. Right. You're not going to see an opposing team move the infield in to cut off that run because they know they're going to get just as good a chance. Right. So you get the out, the run scores fine. That's that's what that's what the Rangers have told their relievers. Absolutely. They expect that run to score. So conversely, you've got to score the run. And uh, it, it's, I think I wrote this the other day, it's currently the most aggra- aggravating thing in baseball when you don't score in the 10th inning. Yep. I just think that drives everybody crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> in any situation, uh, going forward, if it was the 8th or the ninth inning and you get a, the leadoff, uh, the leadoff uh, batter gets on second base mm-hmm. with no outs and you're tied going into it as an away team, you're probably going to small ball it then. I mean, you're going to try to get that run across, do something to do it, because then they don't start with the runner in the eighth or ninth inning with the runner on sure. second base and have sure. the free runner. Yeah. It changes the whole dynamic, but, man, it's so important to get that guy across. Somewhere over, he's got to be at third base after that first batter. I agree. He's yeah. got to be there, and the Rangers did a poor job of doing that. And then even when – what they did before that, coming back, going down, coming back, I mean, it was a back and forth in both yeah. of those two games. Two winnable games – 
that they lose. Yesterday, you lose two to one. I mean, look, that you you were behind from the beginning. You came back. You gave yourself a chance. That's easier to swallow than what happened the first two. Yeah, years. I agree. I, and you know, and and <clears throat> what happened in the in the tenth? They, they had to play a tenth because they couldn't get the last out in the ninth with Joe Barlow over my shoulder. Yeah, um, un, unable to to lock down the save and. Um, you know, that's aggravating. I mean, you know, Tuesday, you really hate it because Rudin got Rudin got outdoors <laughs> yeah, and who tied the game. Uh, but, um, <laughs> big moment for him, you know, for, and, and what, what was it that, that I saw from stats Inc. The Orioles became the first team in major league history to surrender either a tying or go ahead home run in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning and still win, and the, still game. win the game. That's, I saw that. So that's how rare it is and how screwy it is. And, um, what what I guess what it took to for the Rangers to lose that game, but you know you can go and look just throughout it. They they were behind all three games early and right. uh, had to had to fight back, had to claw back, and um, just um, you know the bullpen Tuesday let them down. Um, just yep. which is uncharacteristic really for this team because the no. bullpen's been so good. It's just it's a terrible series to go into the last homestand before the All Star break when you have. A chance to really generate some momentum. You know, Twins are good, but Mariners are playing well, but still not, you know, sold on them. A's are terrible. I mean, this this road trip, this homestand is really a chance to was really a chance to do something good if if you'd done well on the yeah on the road trip. Look, they're they're thirty seven and forty three, so now they're six games under yeah. five hundred. Three and seven in their last ten. They've lost four in a row. Um, you know. There's big questions looming right now. Everyone's talking. We're going to get into some trade talk. I want to talk about that in a second. Garver, what's going to happen there? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> sure. We don't I, know there. And, you know, one guy I wanted to bring up real quick. Love this guy. Rangers love him. Been leading off a lot. But Josh Smith is 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 in a little bit of a funk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> it, it was it's going to happen. You know, yeah. these these young hitters get get figured out pretty quick. Right. And, and it looks like. His his issue is is the the breaking ball. You know, I you go back to that Royals game on uh, last last Wednesday. The Granky at bat uh, early in the game, the curveball the curveball kind of flustered Josh. I think throughout that game, you saw a lot. He saw a lot of curveballs those those next six games. And right, uh, I guess he didn't play Wednesday, but the next five games he saw a lot of curveballs, and he has to make an adjustment back. And that's the challenge for a young player. And and do you do you keep that at the top of the lineup? I know it's you know we're it's been nine games you know ten games that he's been doing this. Uh, he he does have a good eye. He provides a good at bat. But you're right. I mean he's he's scuffling. And then um, you look at the numbers and kind of add them up. And yeah, you know if you, if you want to you want to give him a fair shake, great. Give him a longer ride, fine. But you may have to do it in another spot in the lineup if you need to. You know you want to break out of this funk. Exactly. Okay, so let's get into some. You know, look, the the, the trade deadline is August second. Yep. That's when that is that that's done. Obviously, everyone's trying to wonder what this team's going to do. Could they be sellers? Could they be buyers? Are they going to stand pat? What are they going to do? They, they're they're. I could see all three happening. I don't see big sellers. Uh, you brought up some good points of people that could be moved. This guy right here <laughs> might be a valuable af- asset for somebody. And it, it's really like you said. Um, do the Rangers plan on him in the future? Because if they don't, maybe he is somebody they look at. Sure, and you know he's <clears throat> he's had the the kind of production lately mm-hmm. where he's he's an attractive guy, and he might be attractive to a a, a team next year, and would, would would outbid the Rangers. So it comes down to: Do you want to see a guy walk and 
potentially get nothing for him. Uh, you know, Cole Calhoun is a great clubhouse guy. Absolutely. Very good defensive player. Uh, has has the power. He he could help a contending team fairly affordably. You know, the Rangers are only paying him, I think, $5 million this year, or 5.2, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so so by the time he gets traded, it'd be about $2 million that a team would have to pick up. That's, that's you know, not, not bad. And if the Rangers ate some cash, maybe that enhances – uh, make, makes for a better prospect coming back. But uh, I, I think Garrett, Rich, Garrett Richards has pitched well lately. He could help somebody. Uh, Matt Moore very clearly has been very good and could help somebody. So, uh, and, and then the, the the big one is Martin Perez. And, um, boy, $4 million. <laughs> what, what a bargain he's been. He's going to be an all-star. Um, but do you, do you trade him? Do you, you know, because he, he wants to stay. I think I think you want him to stay. Right. You know, I I think if you're going to sign a pitcher in the off season or two, you would want to you would yeah. want him around. He, it's a place he wants to be. He, yeah. He's he's had a great great year. Something has worked. You know, you, you know, take a look at take a look at the the last few free agent pitchers the Rangers have signed. Mike Miner turned into an all star. Lance Lynn. Yeah. Turned I'm, into an all star. Cy Young. He was up for a sure, Cy Young. Sure. Came third you know, that year. It, it, Kyle Gibson turned yep. into an all-star. So the Rangers are doing something right with these these pitchers that they're kind of picking kinda up. They're scouting well. Uh, yeah. They're seeing something that's going to work, and they're and they're making it happen. And and I just think that Martin would would love to be here. I think he would be here a little cheaper. I think he's affordable. Al- yeah. Although although there aren't a lot of good left-handed starting pitchers coming up in the free agent market, so he might be the best of that crop. But I just think that that it would be very difficult to trade him. Yeah, and if if they do trade him, him coming back, I mean that 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 hurts him coming back, and you know once he's back right. out there. Although I know he does like it here, and he does he, yeah. he loves being here. One of the friendliest guys we talk to every time oh, yeah. we ever talk to him. I mean, yeah. uh, so I'd like to see him stay. I think he does add value, and I really do think the Rangers want to keep him. It, it, it it's better to negotiate with him without having to negotiate with everybody else. Sure, if they could make something sure. work, um, you know. W- what you said about the other guys, I think Garrett Richards, I think, you know, when you're talking about Cole Calhoun, um, it, it's funny that that name gets mentioned. There is somebody right now that we traded last year that hasn't been doing well for the Yankees who might be looking for an outfielder. He's probably an upgrade right now over Gallo. Gallo's not, you know, they're not going to trade him for Gallo. They're not, Rangers aren't going to do anything for a, for a rental. But uh, there are some other injuries this week, other outfielders that could be needed on some playoff contenders. He might be more valuable than you think. He's not going to bring a top 100 prospect. Yeah, That's right, obvious. Right. But any flyer on anybody, it's a 40-man spot that opens up if he's gone to get yep. somebody lower. Um, he might be the most attractive, besides Martin Perez, who I just yeah. don't know that they're going to move. Yeah, no, I, and again, he's, he's a veteran guy. He knows he knows how to play. He, he competes, doesn't complain, um, You know, and he has that left-handed power. And, and, and it, w- it wouldn't surprise me at all if they traded him uh, it does free up the 40-man spot in case they do what is another possibility, try to you know make a Cole Hamels-like trade, try to find a guy who's controllable for the next, let's say, two to three years, right yep. right when they think this window is going to open. And then um, they have the prospects to, to do something like that. Right. But they need a place to put them. So it's uh, <clears throat> it's definitely possible. And, yeah. And, um, I, I think they're going to be busy. You know, I, I don't see them not doing a thing. I just, you know, I think they they understand that they're not going to contend. I think they knew that all along. Uh, I don't think 
you know, buying was it, you know, for a short-term piece was ever a consideration. I think even if they were in contention, I don't think they would consider it. I don't um, think so either. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting next twenty five days. It'll be fun uh, to watch. It'll be, it'll be busy, and and but yeah, I don't I don't think they're just not going to do anything. They they have the prospects. Um, they have guys who are going to be uh, Rule Five eligible, right? Uh, this off season, who they're not going to have room for, guys who could get dealt, guys who'd be attractive to other teams. <laughs> Yep. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff in play here, and I just think the Rangers will be in the mix for a lot of things. Yeah, there's so many different ways they could go. I would say, you know, when you're talking about Martin Perez and if he is traded, for anything valuable, this is my opinion, anything valuable to come back from Martin Perez, there's going to be one of those prospects dealt with him that could bring something back possibly. Other than that, yeah, he's not going to bring much back. Well, I think that, and I think they'll say they've got to be bowled over, you know. and, and Sure. You know, last year when the when the Gallo trade was made, you know, you you look at it, it was four prospects, but none of them were top ten Yankees prospects. No, which I guess speaks to the depth of the, the Smith Yankees. Smith might have been in their top ten. Uh, I don't think so. I think he jumped into the Rangers top ten. He and Duran, um, but that's also beauties in the by the beholder. The Rangers right. got four four guys who, you know, three of them have been in the major leagues this year. Yeah. Um, two of them are on the roster right now. One of them just jumped in the top 100. Yeah. So um, it, it it isn't necessarily what, what you might think it is. It's what the Rangers scouts think. And look, their pro scouting department's been on fire. Yep. They really have with the, the Gallo trade, the, the signings that we've talked about uh, the on the pitching side with Lynn and, and Gibson and Minor, Perez, pro, pro scouting. If, if you, I know a lot of people give the Rangers crap about their draft history and 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 their amateur scouting, but their pro scouting's been great. Yeah, you, you can't argue with yeah. it. And uh, so let me ask you this: Is Garver going to get the surgery? Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I I, uh, I know he's he had a, he had a decent road trip. He talked to you about he just ready to yeah he yeah. wants to catch. He, he he's it's driving him crazy. Yeah, uh, I know he it was a frustrating time for him because his elbow was sore. He was coming off the COVID list. He he didn't have a buildup. So it got it got hot and got inflamed and was hurting him. But you know, it was the mental thing. The, that that's the thing that stood out to me. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm the pain. You know, okay, but it's it's he wants to catch, and uh, and and if he wants to be the, the best player he can be in his mind, then he needs to have the surgery now. And yeah. and I think he has thought this through pretty hard. He's you know now gives him a little cushion in case there's a complication or a, a setback. And um, that's what I think is going to happen, which which then, you know, you bring up Sam Huff for the, re- the rest of the year, and that's what I would do. Yep. Because um, there's at-bats then. Yeah, there's at-bats then, and, you know, because the DH spot frees up, you, you'll be able right. to get Sam at-bats. But but then it, it brings into the offseason in a spring training next year, you have three really good catchers. Right. Now, do you try to trade one of them? Does Mitch Garver get uh, uh, non-tendered? Yeah. Uh, can you non-tender an injured player? I don't know, but um, it's uh, do, you, do you try to trade him? And and because um, Jonah Heim, you know, he's he's flirting with an All-Star bid. Uh, Ken Rosenthal today uh, announced his, you know, does he? And every year he does his All-Stars. He had Jonah Heim as the second American League catcher uh, ahead of Jose Trevino. Um, so, which is pretty, pretty, pretty interesting if you're a Rangers fan. Um, Yankees hate that, but the Yankees are going to have a lot of all-stars, and that's probably why he goes that way is because the Yankees yeah. are probably going to have a number of – and you got to hit one for every team or that's what they 
Yeah, I, I still think it's going to be a close call on Jonah just because the, uh, you know, it would be on the players' vote. You know, how do these players vote? Do they go, oh yeah, I know that guy, he's good. I don't know Jonah Heim. Or do they look at stats? I mean, how, how, do they do they get a stat sheet it's like, oh, you know, home runs, Jonah Heim, more, yeah. or, you know, more Jonah Heim, OPS, Jonah Heim, or do they just go like, oh yeah, that's that's my that's my boy, or yeah, uh, or. You know, just name recognition. Oh, he he should be in the All Star game. You know, and and with Salvador Perez hurt, I guess that kind of throws all this into the into the air. Absolutely. Okay, so look, and one thing before we get out of here, and we can, you know, one one thing we're talking about too on the trade deadline, there are some attractive left-handed bullpen arms the Rangers have. Matt Moore is one of them, um, obviously with Brock Burke, and then you have uh, who we got coming on here in a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Brett Martin, I hate to bring that up as a, you know, since we're having him on here today, but Brett Martin, I mean, look, there are some people looking for left-hand arms out of that bullpen. The Rangers have three good left-handers in their bullpen that could also be someone that could be moved. A couple of them are controllable. Matt Moore would be a rental. Yeah. But um, anyway, going from there, I think the frustrating part for this team and going into the second half, and maybe you tell me what you think, there are two open rotation spots in this big league rotation i don't care what Otto did last night or what howard did the other day those spots can be seized is there anybody that's going to do that i don't know you know i you know right now what what is it possession is nine tenths of the law so (laughs) so you know you gotta you gotta think it's it's howard and and auto right now uh but they gotta perform you know i mean if if this thing's going south and it is and and if if i mean i i still think cole win is going to get a shot at the major leagues this year um and and he has pitched well the last couple couple, of, couple three four five times out you know they need they need to get going auto and, and howard and uh, it's definitely you know, gonna be after the all-star break if yeah auto auto's been frustrating because he, he's walking a lot of guys howard's frustrating because he was in, you know in the trade and you know people were upset that hans kraus was traded away well hans kraus has been hurt all year um so it's it's uh I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I don't want. I don't want. I'm, I'm, I have an analogy, but it's not a very kind one to these guys. But uh, right, right now, it's it is wide open. I yep. think, and and they have they have a chance to seize it. Yep. Or they have a chance to get get uh, overtaken. And but again, the AAA guys have to do do it right too. And you know, if Cole Reagans can can <clears throat> can do well, he's a he's a forty man. Uh, uh, candidate because he's Rule Five eligible. Right. Uh, Colwyn's Rule Five eligible. So I mean, it makes a lot of sense to get these guys up. Right. And and on the forty man now because you're going to protect them anyway. Right. So get them up and and let's see what they can do. Yeah, and I think of the two. I think Howard actually has big league stuff if he can ever harness it. He's got some good mm-hmm. stuff. He got some swing and miss. And their auto though has been steady all year he's never going to be a i mean he's always thought of as a back-end rotation guy anyway yeah he's performed adequately but boy he does have his blow-ups and then he'll he'll like the other night he went what five innings with five k's just one earned run that's not bad but he didn't look dominant or he didn't look like you know he he had some scuttling yeah. there even in those five innings well the the two runs that were real scored and you know the 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 infield single and Corey Seager threw the ball away but the two runners were on because of walks yep. and you know, they, they just come back and get you. Yep. They always do. And that's what sin- tends to kill this team is walks. Yeah, sure. Or if you hit a guy with the bases loaded, <laughs> that'll, that'll kill it too. Uh, they were dead anyway. Yeah. They were gone <laughs> anyway on that one. They weren't going to get that. So you, you know what? Is there anything else where we get Brett in here? No, I think we're good to go, man. Okay. And we're not, we're not going to trade you Brett. So, um, all right, we're going to get Brett Martin in here right after this left-handed pitcher, Brett Martin will join us right when we get back. 
joining us right now from his home, and I'm not going to disclose where his undisclosed location is. It's Texas Rangers left-handed pitcher Brett Martin. Jeff, I mean, <laughs> Brett, thanks so much for Jeff. It's Brett. Brett, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, hair looks great, man. I know you had to get a haircut and run some errands this morning. But, yeah, you know, you know people, for, people forget, people forget, you know, baseball players have stuff to do, too. <laughs> they got errands to run. <laughs> Yeah, normal life things sometimes. Groceries, stuff like that, you know. So you don't let uh, who's the barber? Chris, Chris at, at the ballpark doesn't do your hair. No, every time I try to get it done, usually people hop in front or or it just kind of takes a while. So and I usually got other stuff to do. So I just go get it. I'm kind of alone. Do you go to Great Clips, or do you go to like a traditional no. barber? Yeah, a traditional barber. There's this guy in Colleyville. Uh, he's about ten minutes from here. I go see him. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah I, we 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 started going. My son and I started going to a uh, a cute little barber shop in uh, in Mansfield. They, they mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. They're like all ex military, and they cater to like children with disabilities. My son's not one of them, but yeah. uh, it's just a neat place. But I tell you what, they charge like thirty dollars for a haircut, and I'm, 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 and, and I like yeah. them a lot, and I'm gonna keep going there. But I can just go to Great Clips for twelve and get a get a dang crew cut and i wear a hat anyway hey man, <laughs> hey man my barber sleeps with me at night so i, I got oh, it made. so you know my wife cuts my hair when she was trying to learn how to practice on the kids when we were we're in barber talk now with brett martin good, good <laughs> stuff. now she does my hair because i don't I'm, I'm like you doesn't matter what i look like you're the one that's hitched to me so if i look bad it's on you well brett's a pro man and he's, he's got a he's got people to see and places to go where he's we on don't. tv i'm not so yeah. of course he's always wearing a hat on tv <laughs> just like just like yeah. us so. all right enough of that hey how, how's everybody doing after after that dang baltimore series uh, i mean i think i think we're good uh i don't know i think kind of just you know me me personally just kind of i don't know mad about it <laughs> yeah but like angry like i want to just go back out there and like the next team we play, just, you know, crush them. But I think everybody's feeling the same way. Just, just, you know, kind of like, all right, whatever that happened, we'll forget about it. We're going to move on. You know, we're not going to let it stop us from what we're trying to do. Here. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you're, you guys are off today. So, I mean that, but usually the good, the good thing about baseball yeah. is you always get a chance the next day to, to go out and, and remedy yourselves. And it's not like you guys played terribly. Just seemed like there there was some weird stuff that right. went on, especially especially Monday and Tuesday. So, um, and and that's uh, is that kind of the collective thought is, oh gosh, that's 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 weird. That's not going to happen again. But at the same time, it's like, God dang it, that happened. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think that's just I think that's just baseball. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just that's be sometimes. Uh, so how how are you feeling um, out there? Your your numbers are are, are looking sharp. Uh, uh, you're pitching a lot. It seems like. How are you? How are you holding up so far? Feeling good, um, actually. Yeah, I've been feeling good. Just, you know, I've been appreciative of the opportunities that I've been been given lately, and been situations I've been put in, and just trying to help out any way I can. Um, but just kind of in a little bit of a groove right now, and hopefully, I can stay that way for a while. So we'll see. <laughs> you know, I was lo- looking uh, looking up some uh, numbers. As far as left-handed uh, left-handed relief pitchers, like the last, I think it's the last three years, your top four or top three in appearances in in the American League. I mean, really, that is, I didn't know that. 
that, that kind of, yeah, that kind of, that kind of speaks to how much you work and, um, how do you do it? How do you go back to back? How do you go throughout a four days? Hey, you know, I, I know there's a lot of work that nobody ever sees that, that makes you able to do that, but how, how do you do it? Um, just got to make sure you're just staying on top of all your stuff. Uh, I was fortunate enough when I came up, I had like, you know, Sean Kelly and Jesse Chavez, all those veteran guys around. So I, I could ask them a lot of questions. I saw them pitching back to back and doing the things they were doing. And Chavez always told me, he was like, the, the best thing that you can do is just like have a good routine, stick to it every day. It's going to get monotonous and boring sometimes, but you just got to yeah. do it. Yeah. He's still make sure you're doing your stuff. And he said, you just got to be like durable and dependable. He's, he said, you he's still going. Make it a while. And played for 12, 12 yeah, years now, something like that. He's Good Braves. I, you know, I, I went to a I went to a Braves game uh, with my family last month, about a month ago, and you know they brought Jesse Chavez in, and like the crowd went crazy. You know, and he's a cool dude. He's a great teammate. I remember, you know, he bought you guys the the robes, and um, always had his little scooter, and just seemed like he was fi- found a way to keep things loose in the monotony. Yeah, he was. He was probably one of my favorite. Yeah, but so how do you, but like, how do you overcome the soreness? I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's not easy to pitch. I mean, I, you know, it's a power movement. Every pitch is a power movement and you're going to be sore. Even if I'm, I'm assuming even if you throw 10 pitches, you're going to be sore the next day. You just, you just work it yeah. out you, mind over matter. Uh, I mean, the, the Rangers have given us so many different recovery things in our uh, clubhouse it's it's unbelievable so i mean we really have anything at our disposal so we being able to use stuff like that really helps a lot uh, it's just like i said like just staying on top of it you know taking care of your body doing what you can um but and then yeah there's there is some mind of a matter you're not always going to feel good um but you know they might need you to go out there and get one out and just kind of you know suck it up and, and just do it so but among, among the things <laughs> is is the massage therapist Raul Cardenas. He seems like a very popular guy. Seems like there's always a long like- line for to get on his table. And he does does he do the stuff with the cupping? Yes, yes, he does. Can you explain what that is? Because you see that marks oh, on him. We'll, we'll, the- we'll see you guys with like it's like, like little planets, like yeah. little Mar- Marses on your on your all over your back and your shoulders. But what 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 is the purpose of that? I, the way it was explained to me, and and I'm completely wrong in this, but I think it pulls the like uh, the bad blood, and, like the lactic acid to the surface, and new blood can rush in. So it kind of just helps get rid of soreness. I mean, it doesn't feel the best while you're doing it, but once you're done, like the next day, you feel pretty yeah, good. Back when uh, you were you were you were still in in high school, you might have even been in uh, doing the math. You're probably in junior high, but I. I hurt my back. This was in 2009 and I, it was a stupid weightlifting accident. I ended up breaking a vertebrae. I had to have, uh, some physical therapy. So I go in to, uh, the guy, uh, his name is Marty Stajahar. He, he used to be the Rangers trainer back in the eighties the and nineties. And then, um, he was like, well, Hey, why don't you go over here and get a massage? I was like, all right, great. And, and you know, the guy put me down, gave me a big sports massage. Probably, probably one of the most painful things. I think it hurt worse than the actual back. I was so knotted up and tight, 
Well, it turns out it was Raul. And it was before <laughs> he started working for the Rangers. And so, well, under, so like his first year, I was like, hey, you've, you've worked on me. And it, it was awful. So but, go pitch. <laughs> yeah, but it, there was no cupping technology back then. But Raul's good, man. Raul is good. Raul, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing, man. He he does a really good job. I mean, yeah, owe him a lot for keeping me on the field and, and everybody else. He does a good job. So one thing, I, you know, I, I've always wondered, what's it like during a game? I mean, you guys are out there, I don't know, first, second, third inning. Watching the game, what what's it like? I mean, it seems like you guys will will get up and stretch and, and get ready at times, but you're also just sitting there watching ball. What are you guys talking about? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes we try to keep it keep it light for the first few innings, you know, just talk about whatever. Um, I, you know, pay attention to the game at the same time. But then fourth, fifth inning rolls around, everybody starts to kind of get up, you know, stretch, move around, do their routines or whatever, um, and that's when we kind of start locking it in, you know, kind of getting the game mode and, and get serious. Uh, and then whenever the first phone rings and the first guy goes, you know, starts getting loose and it's like, all right, you know, it's game time. And then from there on out, we're all just completely locked in. So I think it's, it's, it's good to keep it light because, you know, sometimes the situation in the game, like could be a lot of stress or whatever, maybe from the night before, I don't know, but just keep it light down there for a few innings, just kind of, you know, have a good time and relax. Do you have, do you have a favorite bullpen? Uh, like like a place that that in a, in a visiting ballpark that um, is I don't know close to the fans like like Seattle. I think you know they're, they're probably <laughs> I think they, they'll give give guys a lot of a lot of grief when you're warming up. But uh, is there is there a place oh, yeah. that stands out? Um. I mean, yeah, Seattle actually kind of does because I don't think there's any other bullpen where they're like they can probably reach out and touch you, you know. Like there's just a, a, that bar that goes across and that's it. Is it? Oh, they're right. I mean, it's 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 pretty cool, especially like when 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 they have a pretty good crowd and stuff. Like the atmosphere is really cool. But, I mean, they just oh, they wear you out. <laughs> but the bull, I like it. Well, what about Oakland? Because I you know the the Rangers. Have a very infinite, infamous uh, moment parking lot, in, in, in the parking lot in, in, bull, in bullpen history. You know, I don't know if you know about uh, what was it, 2004, when Frank Francisco threw a chair into the crowd and there was a little melee. Um, I know Oakland rarely has fans, but is, is Oakland and, and and the bullpens on the field? It seems like that's a unique one. Yeah, it's just it's just different. Um, but I mean, it's just. And it's just Oakland. It's just kind of how it is, I guess. But it's one of those things like you just kind of used to, and it's like, man, you know, it's just something different. Yeah, it changes it up a bit for sure. But I mean, you know, it's not the worst thing. Uh, it's definitely the shortest jog for you guys. There's no doubt. Yeah, that's that's a good thing about it. So you kind of get your trade offs here. It's a it's you can pretty much walk in and still have the same amount of time if you wanted to. Right. Yeah. I said. All right. Um, so, are you kind of get into your history a little bit? You were you were a former starter. You were drafted as a starter. When did you when did you know that that the bullpen was for you? Uh, Two thousand eighteen uh, started. I mean, I posted a seven ERA on the year. That was my first year in Double A. I just kind of struggled with mostly getting back into counts. Um, 
I, I could, did, couldn't lay my breakable or change up or anything like that. So I'd have to throw a fastball and it'd get hit a lot. Um, so I kind of wanted, and then I, at one point I asked to go to the bullpen just to switch it up, you know, maybe only come out and worry about one or two innings and, and see what happens from there. It's usually like the first time through the order as a starter would be okay. And then that second time is what would get me. But instead, like I could try to go out there and actually throw my curveball yeah, for a strike yeah, and work on a few different things and it ended up working out pretty good. Yeah, going into 2019, I was just – I'd asked if I could just come in as a reliever and see how it goes for, for maybe like half the year. And then if it's not going good, whatever, yeah. you know, or, or maybe if it's going good enough, I go back to starting, I don't know. But I ended up feeling really comfortable in what I was doing. I ended up, you know, figuring out my curveball, my slider, and stuff, and then could th- like figured out how to throw those for strikes. And then just, just something clicked for me, and, and yeah. so I just, yeah. I'm really comfortable well, where I'm at. And I don't, I don't think I want to go back to starting. Well, you, you had that really good spring that that year. You had a really good spring and opened eyes. I think that has kind of catapulted you to where you are now. And then again, <laughs> seems like. You know, there aren't, there aren't many guys who, who work more than you. So, um, yeah, no good, kidding. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So I, 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 this is kind of our standard format here. I ask like baseball stuff and barbershop stuff. Whereas John, <laughs> John will ask, uh, some more, some more baseball stuff, but a little lighter stuff. We're so gonna, we're going to get turn to know, over to John here. Yeah. We're going to get to know Brett Martin now. Right. So, all right, you, you all right. grew up, you were born and raised in Morrisontown, Tennessee. You went to Morrisontown East High School, is that right? Yes. Okay, did you play any other sports in high school or growing up? Uh, I played basketball growing up until I got to high school. I uh, just didn't love it like I did baseball. Uh, so I just played baseball through high school, but I played with my dad in a men's league uh, huh. basketball. Just basketball. for fun. Uh, it was awesome, but. Yeah, just no. After after middle school, it's just baseball only, pretty much. Well, I mean, so you 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 grew up in Tennessee, so there's no football. No, there's football, I'm, but I just I just didn't play. I didn't like it either, and I'm I'm a skinny dude, so I probably got broken in half a good bit. <clears throat> All right, so you ended up going to Walter State Community College, which is there in Morrisontown, right? Yes, it is. Did you have any other schools? Did you have offers from any other schools or any place you thought about going? Well, you started at Tennessee, right? Yeah, I went to Tennessee first originally. Okay, so you went to Tennessee and what, the first season? No, for just a semester. I graduated, and they had a walk-on position, um, and that was kind of my dream school, so I went. Uh, went for a summer semester and a fall semester um, about – Halfway through our fall games, I had tendonitis in my elbow. They shut me down for a little bit, come back, and started throwing again. It was still feeling the same. So I talked to Serrano about, like, you know, what what was the plan here? You know, what, what was I going to do? And he said they were going to redshirt me, and then I could be good for the next year. But, you know, I had asked, got like a second or, you know, talked to a different doctor about tendonitis. He just said just take some time off, like a month. And then could probably start throwing again and be fine. So that's what I did. I finished out. I got let go from the team in October, and I was just a regular student for the rest of the semester, which is pretty cool. But um, I started throwing again in probably 
December, late December probably, and then transferred back to Walter State to play and just kind of took off from there somehow. I think I just built built up some arm strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the pitch coach that's there now, he was the one that kind of got me on this, this throwing program, and, I mean, it worked out. My velo started to creep up from 88 to 90 and on up to 4 or 5 by the end wow. of the year. Wow. Okay, so you're you're drafted in the fourth round by the Rangers in 2014 out of Walter State Community College. How did you find out? You know, you, you were in the first round. How did you find out you'd been drafted? Uh, Chris Kemp was the area scout for the Rangers at the time. And I, I think I believe he's with the Padres. Um, I think. I'm not sure. He might. I can't remember. Uh, anyways, <laughs> he was so he come to town, or he was like, he was watching us play, um, or maybe I'd seen him before. I think he came and seen us play before, and then was said he was going to come back around like around draft time because I guess the Rangers were, were pretty interested. Um, so he comes back and it was on draft day and going back and forth, um, and then he said he got a phone call saying they're going to take me in the fourth round I said okay and he was he just out there and watched it with uh me and my parents at home it was pretty oh, cool. he was with you yeah that's he was cool. that's cool so this is a fun question i always like to ask too so when was it was it him the first time you ever thought you might actually have a chance to get drafted did you have scouts looking at you in high school anything like that when was it you first thought hey you know scouts are checking me out and i might have a chance to play pro ball no, it wasn't. It wasn't even in high school. I I was, you know, an average, probably, you know, average lefty pitcher in high school throwing 80 to 83 or whatever, you know, but not really impressive anything. So I just, when I got to Walter State and, and later in the, in the spring, we played in a few tournaments, uh, especially towards the end of the year. And there were a lot of scouts there. And I think I just got in front of the right people at the right time. And then, I feel like a few come up and talk to me and then a few more and I was kind of like, well, well maybe, maybe there's something here. So, well, there was <laughs> obviously. So did you have any inkling at all that there were other teams that might potentially take you or did you kind of, were the Rangers, the big focus? No, I mean, I, I just, there really wasn't that much interest. Uh, honestly, the Rangers are the ones that really had the most interest and there weren't, I didn't really talk to any other teams. So, Okay, do you remember your 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 trip to to Arlington and the like introductory press? I don't know, it was a press conference, but we t- we talked to you guys in the dugout. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I remember it very distinctly. Yeah, because yeah, because 2014 the first round pick was Luis Ortiz. Uh, they did him separately, but then you know Josh Morgan I think was in this group. Was it was was that, that Taekwon Forbes also? Yeah, yeah. You guys were, were sitting there, and, I mean, your next stop was Arizona. I mean, they, it was like – This is a layover going over It was there. like, you know, pass your physical, <laughs> sign your contract, get get shown around, and then, around. boom, you're gone. You, seems, we're gone. Seems like a whirlwind. I mean, how, how, fast, how fast does that come together? I mean, I, I think it was within three days I was in Arizona. Yeah. Wow. And it was pretty much one day flight to Arlington, I think, got there. And then that next day signed, stayed the next night, and then flew off the next day. Yeah. 
Well, so you made your major league debut on April 19th, 2019. How did you find out you were going to be a big leaguer? Uh, when I was in AAA, the manager called me in his office and uh, he said, we're, we're, we're not going to be needing you here tonight. And he was like real serious about it. I'm like, what are you talking about, you know? And he was like, because they're going to need you in Arlington. You're going to the big leagues. And it was just, like, I couldn't believe he was, you know what I mean? It was just kind of one of those things. It was like, is this real right now? <laughs> Who was your first call? Uh, my wife. Your wife? He was actually, because we played it, we played in Nashville, so that's only three and a half hours from where we live in Morristown. Right. So he was driving up for the weekend to stay with me. And I called her and told her, you know, you're going to have to turn around and get on a plane instead because we're going to Texas. And she was like, you know, screaming, couldn't believe it. it, was, it was so cool. she was driving when you called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she left. Did she pull off? Did, I hope she right pulled now. over. I mean, I, that's pretty big news. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm, I might have fainted. I, golly. It's bad if she's pulling right up to the stadium. She's going, hey, I'm in the parking lot. I'm pulling up. Well, you need to turn around and go back because we're getting on a plane and going to Tennessee yeah. or going to Texas. Going to Tennessee. Did, did you make your Texas. debut in Texas? I did, yes. So, okay. Okay, now we're going to do some other stuff outside of baseball. What What is it you like to do outside of baseball? Do you hunt, fish? Do you play golf? What do you like to do? Uh, I fish, and I play golf, especially when I get home in the off season. Me and my buddies will go play a couple times a week. I mean – I'm not any good, but I just like to go up there and, and you know, hit it. It's like the, that one shot that's always nice and pure and makes you want to always come back. Always brings you back. God, you, that is such you, a good – Usually on 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just like – we just like to go up there and play and just hang out. Um, but I fish too. Me and my dad will fish. My brother will go with us. Um, just, yeah, mostly fish. I've, I've duck hunted a couple of times. Uh, I really enjoy it, but it's just not that – not that good kind of where i live so it's an early that's an early morning you got to really enjoy it's early hunting. and it's cold yeah uh, you know yeah, yeah. I, i'm i'm just yeah. not a i don't i've never been a big like uh sportsman although i love to fish I mean, you, you and i talked about it here on the last homestand we, we went to tennessee and um but yeah man i i just it's and i think the thing that turns me off about hunting is you got to get up early and it's cold you know cold. if you could go out in yeah. the middle of the day Maybe, maybe, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't mind the heat, but yeah. golly, I, I like my sleep and I, and I like, and I like <laughs> being warm. So those are, those are hunting's pretty much out for yeah. me, but fishing, fishing, I'll go, I'll go fishing with anybody. I, I, I love All day it. long. Yeah. Yeah. I love fish. I, I don't even care if I catch anything. It's just being out there is what's, you know, what's the best. What, what, what's like your biggest fish? I mean, or one that comes to mind. That I like to catch. No, no, that like, you like the one you've landed that, like, you're like, holy cow, this is, I, I'll never catch a fish like this again. I don't know. I've caught a couple catfish that are, that were like probably 30 pounds. Oh, it's big. That's a fight. Pretty yeah. Big. yeah. Um, but, and then I've, I've been, I've been fishing like inshore before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went on vacation and and caught a couple, just like just small fish. I don't really know what they were, but I mean, there is just cool to catch something. Ocean fish, you know? yeah, yeah. No, it, it is. It is. I mean, I probably until this Tennessee trip, my best fish was a flounder, 
and flounders are weird because they're like yeah. pancakes. Yeah, they're they're both their eyes are on the and top a, of their apparently head. Apparently, I didn't know this, but like, uh, you don't catch a flounder based on weight. That's not it's the length. Yeah, I think. Right. And I caught I caught one that was like twenty nine right. inches, yeah. and my dad was like, "Hey, look at what my son just did." I was like, "Okay, that, if you that's say so. dinner." Yeah, no, flounder's good. That's, that's good. That's good eating, too. Yeah. Speaking of food, I always get into the food with people. What, what type of food is your favorite kind of food? Uh, I just like steak and potatoes, stuff along, along those lines. Just oh, keep it. Yeah. Okay, what about fast food? You got a favorite fast food joint, maybe in Texas or back home where you're at, that it's your go-to if you got to get something quick? Um, I like Chick-fil-A pretty good. Everybody, everybody likes. does. Yeah, everybody likes Chick Fil A. What about Bojangles? Are you? Are you? I know Bojangles is regional. Are you a Bojangles guy? I am. Yeah. Yeah, they got. Those is that big, a hamburger joint? Well, they. I think they're known for their biscuits, Ooh. but yeah. but it's chicken, yeah. I believe. So now, do you? Are you a burger guy? You like burgers? Yeah, I do. So uh, are you, the the big debate? You know, is the In and Out or Water Burger? Have you had both? What's better? I've had both. I don't like the Whataburger. You don't like the Whataburger? Uh-oh. No, I do like the Whataburger. Oh, oh okay. All oh, right. you do. Look at him endearing himself <laughs> to the Texas fans. In and Out's yeah. good, though. I do like In and Out, but yeah, Whataburger. It's- now, here, here's something that people probably don't know about you, which might spoil uh, John's final question, but you are diabetic. And um, yeah. how, how do you, I mean, you got to monitor that diet pretty close? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I actually wear the, this patch on my arm, um, it's Dexcom. So I get shoots readings to my phone and I can see, and they'll tell me what my sugar is, if it's going up or down, or if I'm staying level. Um, so, and I have the a receiver that I keep in my pocket actually during games. So I can look at the same thing and, and know exactly where I'm at, where as before I used to just prick my finger and it was like, okay. And the, third inning i'd always get up and check well you know if i'm low i gotta eat something to get it up so i can go pitch right it might have to be quick in case something happens in the game you know what i mean so it's kind of like that stress of like well you know i gotta hurry instead of i can pull it out and look at it like, okay i need to eat something now or, or vice versa so it's it, since i've been wearing this it's been a lot easier if, if you need to eat something what do you eat you eat just you need a you need a shot of something. So what what is it you eat before you go pitch? power bar? No, uh, no, we have these uh, these like they're called uh, hot chews. They're just like these. No, oh, yeah, yeah, they're Japanese candies. Yeah, I'll eat some of those. Um, or we have some other like just the fruit snacks. Those usually get it up pretty quick. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Last last food question. Is your favorite home cooked meal, and who cooks it? Mom, grandma, your wife? What's your favorite? When your go to when it's like, I want my my favorite home cooked meal. What is it? Y'all are gonna get me in trouble. Uh oh. Um, I don't know. That's hard to say because I like each one of them cooks the best of whatever I've ever had. It's like it's it's hard to pick. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get in trouble. You're going straight politics here. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Um, I will say. My grandmother's breakfast is probably the best. Ooh, I've ever can't, had. You can't go wrong with breakfast any time of day. What? Yeah. What is it? What? What? what um, what's? What's in this breakfast? Uh, so we got eggs, bacon, 
hibiscus and gravy. They also they make their own uh, jelly, like strawberry, apple butter, whatever. So it's really good. Um, there's usually they might do like a little like pork chop on the side, just small one. It's all kinds of just different stuff. All right, so we've had this conversation before uh, on previous episodes. Breakfast for dinner, yes or no? Yes, all the time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good Lord. Yeah, if, if you don't do breakfast for dinner, something's wrong with you. Brett Martin is from Tennessee, <laughs> but he is a Texan now. He likes Whataburger. He likes breakfast for dinner. I mean, he is he is endearing himself not only by his prowess in the bullpen, but the food choices that he is making. All right, the last right. one, you may have heard of it. I, you know, real quick, I got to ask you this. Said your nickname is Joey Sieves. What is that? So uh, when I was in high school, he was the pitching coach at Walter State where I ended up going to college. Okay. okay. And I went to him for pitching lessons, and he gave me pitching lessons all throughout high school. So I knew him from the time I was, like, you know, 14 years old or whatever. Right. Uh, and even even uh, after 2018, after that offseason – or after that season, the offseason, when I went home, uh, we, we linked back up again, and, and we talked for a while and kind of got some things figured out. So – um, he's always been somebody that's been there for me, especially in situations like that. And he was basically just saying, you know, just you got to get back to your roots, just you know, do it, you know, do it. You know how to do. But and other guys started calling you that because you always referred to him. Or oh, uh, long story short, he ended up passing away like a week after we had met up that off season, 2018. Um, so like he, meeting him when I was real young. Like him giving me all those pitching lessons and pretty much like guiding me through baseball. I really truly truly believe if it wasn't for him, like I don't I don't think I'd be pitching the big leagues. Like he really helped me out a lot. That's nice. So it is. Yeah, he it passed is. and we got to do players weekend. Um and so his wife and, and um their son actually got to come to Chicago to the game when we wore those jerseys. Okay. So it was really cool. Wow, that's very, that's nice. very cool. That's very, very nice. cool. Okay, last thing. Um, and it may have been the the diabetic that, that you said, but it, it's one we ask everybody. We'll give you some of the examples. It's it's what's something that nobody knows about Brett Martin. Uh, Jack Leiter cannot stand peanut butter. Uh, Davis Wenzel got his finger cut off when he was four. Um, well, he knows. I'm sure he knows about Brock Burke and the Brock the Burke and the sleepwalking. You know about the the sleepwalking. Uh, <laughs> I discovered that, and that became a big deal. So, what is something that nobody knows about Brett Martin? I don't know. <laughs> the wife usually is somebody that knows how to answer that question. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what she would say. <laughs> this might not even be possible, but I don't like avocados, and I think I'm allergic to them. But my wife says that that's impossible. What's wrong? What's wrong? Uh, no, no, I okay. I agree that an avocado is an acquired it, taste because yes. I used to I used to despise them. I don't know. Every but now. Eat. Broke scratchy, but my wife thinks I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I avocados, and I think that's people. I mean, I feel like everybody loves avocados, so maybe that just makes me an outlier. I don't know. So if you go, probably that I get. You go get Mexican food. You're not getting the guacamole. You're getting the queso. No, I, I'm not touching. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I like that one. That's, that's a pretty solid. Right. One. I can I can get behind that one, especially with as big as the avocado is here. You yeah, know. no kidding. Hey, right. I gotta you know ask this one real quick before you get out of here. But uh, a lot of baseball players, we talk about this all the time. They're big eaters. Uh huh. How many calories are you shoveling in a day? You're pretty. Are you pretty big eater? 
yeah i mean with the di- with the diabetes it's, it, it kind of depends i'm more so looking at carbs instead of calories um so yeah i just i just kind of go off that's a little different for me but i mean i'll still eat i still have a fairly normal diet i mean it's not like i have any restrictions i'll still eat pretty much whatever but just right. got to keep away from certain things right. like, like avocados like avocados, avocados apparently yeah well avocados yeah. got 250 calories i don't know about the carbs but i know about the calories they scratch his throat though yeah we can't have that or him and no. his, his wife why no. i think he's telling the truth i believe though. you brett <laughs> i believe you all right brett anything else before you let him go no uh just you know i know it's an off day and you guys don't get a ton of them so thanks for uh Thanks for stopping down, especially at lunchtime. I mean, it's uh, really, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I had a good time. Thanks thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. all right. We'll see you out there tomorrow, Brad. Have a good series this weekend and the homestand before the All-Star break. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, all right. that's Brett Martin, left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. We're coming back with Down in the Bus Leagues right after this. That was Brett Martin, left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers, joining us there. Thanks, Jeff. Now it's time to go down on the bus leagues and talk about the minor leagues. We always okay. start out at the bottom and go up. Before we go any further, we got to talk about the top 100 prospects. Okay. And what happened, Rangers now have six in there. MLB Pipeline, they have six. Um, Jack Leiter, Josh Young, Ezekiel Duran. Uh, Colwyn. Colwyn. And then the new one. Owen White, but but we're, we're skipping. Uh, that's only five. It's only five. Who are we? Oh, Foscue. Yeah, Justin Foscue. So he's he's in there at sixty three. So, you know, it's obviously a very good sign when you have six. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lying. The Rangers could have eight or nine here in in the next couple months. You know, the draft, the third round, the third overall pick is going to be, is going to be a top one hundred prospect, maybe a top fifty. Yeah. And then and then you're going to have, um, you know, Luis Angel Acuna, Evan Carter, right there, right there on Dustin the edge. Harris. Sure, there are there are a lot of candidates, and you know I I don't know how these guys come up with their lists, and if they don't want to, excuse me, go too heavy with um, one team, right? Try to spread you know, the love a lot a little know, bit. One team doesn't need to have ten percent of the picks, probably, but I mean the Rangers really have a good farm system. Well, they 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 weren't afraid to go there a few years ago when the Padres mm-hmm. would have 8 or yeah, 9 in there yeah. and they so I mean this is legit that the Rangers had that. We're going to start out down at the lowest level, that's the Down East Wood Ducks. They're 39 and 38 overall. They've started their second half mm-hmm. 6 and 5 in the second half, 5 and 5 in their last 10. They've lost one. Um Hey, Mitch Bratt came on That's with right, us. That's right, man. And did you see what he did afterwards? Yeah, yeah Nine it. strikeouts in five innings, no earned runs. Yeah. No, he's he he actually... That's why you need to come on this show. <laughs> he made the um, uh, MLB Pipeline, did the hottest pitchers in, in every in every organization, and, and Mitch Bratt was the choice. Yep. Which, uh, you know, considering how well Owen White has been pitching, that that's, speaks volumes to, to what Bratt's done. He's, you know, his last, boy, his last 24 innings, I think he's given up three runs. I mean, I'm... I might I might be off a run. Uh, it's a one point one three RA. Right. Um, I think it's uh, thirty strikeouts and like six walks. I mean, it's something ridiculous. Yeah. And 
And uh, yeah, you know that that Wood Ducks team has played played a lot better here. Let's say the last three weeks they've gotten the record above five hundred. Yep. Um, and it's it's pitching. Yeah. Because there's there are other guys down there who are who are really good. Winston Santos, Jose Coriel. Uh, I'm sure I'm leaving out people. Josh Stefan. Uh, you know, Larson Kendrich has moved up. Right. That, that's a that's a pretty good pitching team. I got one name to talk about that that, that he's kind of flying under the radar. He's somebody I've always had an eye on. He is old for this league, and that's Ryan Garcia. Yeah. And Ryan yeah. Garcia has started two games. He's pitched 13 innings. He's got 22 strikeouts, and and he's only got a 2.03 ERA. He is older for the league, but that yeah. guy had something coming out of college. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's older for the league, but he's like really inexperienced. I mean, exactly. His experience level is is right there with those other guys, if not lower in some cases, you know, because of the injuries. You know, he pitched two two games, I think, in, in 19 after he was drafted. Elbow flared up. They've tried to rehab it in the offseason. He needed Tommy John the next spring, the next March of 2020, and then 20. So he, he was, you know, that season was lost. He had some oblique issues uh, last year. Cost him the whole season. So he, he is older. You know, he was a junior when he got drafted out of UCLA. But experience wise he's not he's 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 on the the lower end of that but you're right he he does it looks like he needs another challenge but the rangers need to be gentle with him because of the inner injury history um maybe at the end of the year he gets a bump to low a hickory or i'm sorry high a hickory but right now i think he just needs to be where he is he needs to be getting innings yeah he needs to be pitching is what he needs to do um as far as hitting goes i mean still the the one guy that's that's done well all year is, is Osuna. Uh, like you said, he's a little bit older too. But he's coming out of the- it's, it's weird because he's a lot younger than Ryan Garcia, but he's got a lot more experience. I mean, yeah. like the experience Played level the Mexican for that league, league pro he, ball. He, yeah. he he probably needs to be at, at Hickory at the end of the year. Yeah, he probably does. Hickory, speaking of, 40, 43 <laughs> and 34 overall. They're in the second half. They're five and six uh, in the second half. They're four and six in the last 10. They've lost two. Uh, Vanasco went last night. He gave up four own, own runs in uh, five and two thirds. He did strike out five hitters. Um, Larson Kendrich, um, he hasn't been bad since he's been up there. Right. right, right. Uh, and uh, you got to talk about the guys that are potential top 100 prospects that are there in Acuna and uh, Acuna Jr. Acuna Jr. Not Jr., just Acuna. Acuna and then uh, Carter also. Yeah. Um, both, uh, I think Acuna turned 20 in, in March. Uh, Carter turns 20 in August. August, right? So they're these are young guys. Acuna has, you know, he played the full year last year at at Down East. Uh, I think he led the organization in, in the, the minor leaguers in at bats. Uh, so I I would think that you know he might have he might have led the whole. Nah, probably kind of full had more at bats. But anyway, I'm just saying he, he's he's got some experience and he's he is kicking butt and taking names. You yep. you, you look at any any facet of the game. He is solid, solid, solid. You know, he hits for average. He hits for power. He steals bases. Great defender. He, he's double A is in his future. Yep. I, I don't, I don't think there's any question that he'll be a double A at, at some point. And as a year. young double A, they did the last young double A or shortstop, middle infielder like that was a was a guy named Elvis Andrus who got yeah. up to double A only you know 19, 20 years old and did well there. Uh, Acuna is something else. I mean, the yeah. numbers are pretty eye opening. They are, and then. You know, con- considering who his brother is, yeah, you you would think there'd be more hype about about him. Uh, he did miss the first month. I don't know if that had something to do with it. You know, but um, I don't know. I think this guy's got potential to blossom into a, a, a top one hundred guy. Uh, Carter, 
I think he I think he is a top 100 guy in, in Baseball America's list. Um, They've got him third in the Rangers organization. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he's young. Uh, we, you know, we talk about him a lot. I I don't know that he, he's going to get promoted though. Um, if he does, it's very be, young. if it does, it's going to be very late. He he only had 100 at bats last year. Right. He he needs a full season. Um, I don't know that a move is in his best interest. Maybe it is. There's no real need to rush him though. So uh, we'll see how that one plays out. But yeah. he's. He's doing very well. I, I, I think if you look at their outfield mix, I would think Aaron Zavala might be the guy who gets a promotion ahead of Evan Carter. He's Zavala's, older. He's older. He's a college He's guy. older. He, he's performing well. Terrific strike zone judgment. Yeah. Um, you know the power is gonna, the the power is the question I think with him. But um, I think if he expands his strike zone a little bit and learns what he can handle out of the zone and drive, I think that'll help him. But I, I would think that that he's got a chance for a, for a promotion. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and Carter, if Carter just tears up the second half of the season and he's just obviously needs a bigger yeah. challenge, but you're right. There's no need, no need to put, he's 19 mm. years old to push yeah. him up there. Yeah. Okay. Let's go down to Frisco 41 and 36 overall. Uh, Frisco's five and three in the second half, six and four over their last 10. They've won three games. Um, if white's going to go tonight, white has done well since he's been promoted. Um, Very he, well. he goes tonight lighter going to go to the future game. Yeah. Um, Okay, Owen first. He was the the Texas League pitcher pitcher of the week. There he is in a Hickory uniform. I don't have a Frisco uh, picture of him yet. Um, yeah, five, five and a third hitless innings. He he did something uh, that uh, with his left ankle he had to leave the. He didn't have to leave the game. They did it out of precaution. I talked to him the next day, and he said it was no big deal. Uh, obviously, it's not a big deal because he's you know pitching on pitching on turn. Yep. Um, the, he said his fastball command was the best it's been uh, th- this season, and it's a it's it's not just a, f- a fast. I mean, it's a fastball, but like he can put it where he wants it. He can move it. It it's just a different fastball. And and, um, and upper nineties fastball. Yeah, and and he has you know the 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 three off speed pitches are pro- productive pitches. They're good pitches. Could they be better? Yes, and and they they'll have to get better. I think, but at this point with with him, I think it's just tweaking things right now. Uh, you don't want to disrupt it. Um, lighter futures game. I I think the rosters just came out, and I, my eyes might have been fooling me, but I think he's the only Rangers player, which is a little surprising. Adrian Beltre is going to be the hitting coach for the American League team because it's right down the street from his house, Dodger Stadium. <laughs> but um, that it, that's that surprised me a little bit. Out. I thought Acuna might might get on that team, but uh, and honestly, lighter surprises me a little bit. I know he's got a name recognition and number all number two overall pick last year, but. He hasn't been great. Um, Walks have killed while, him. While he's farting around, you know, farting around. I don't say he's farting around, but while he's trying to learn the league and and learn professional baseball, uh, and and he is, you know, coming off this arm fatigue thing, and it, it surprised me a little bit that they they want to let him go and throw that inning. Last year, Cole Wynn and and Cole Reagans went, and it took it took Cole Wynn out of his turn, so. They went gentle with him. They pushed him back. They just let him throw an inning, and then he got COVID, and so that kind of disrupted his second half and his and his his innings total. Right. I don't know. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Jack Leiter, but it seems like a, a, a I understand why he's getting the pick, but I also think it might not have been the best choice from the Rangers' perspective. No. And the Rangers have a hand in it. It's not like just you know some MLB god is saying, but. Right. Um, that almost surprised me a little bit. Yep. 
I, and, and Acuna is, you know, he could play for that the way they normally split that up. Well, it's it's by league now. It's oh, not, it is it's, by it's league. It's not okay. world in the United States. Okay, so it's now back, it's back to the by league. But that was I, I was a little surprised that the Rangers didn't at least have a second player. You know, there's another name at Double A that they, he's kind of a forgotten name. <laughs> um, uh, look, he's a he's a college guy. He's an infielder of Biggers. Yeah, who's hitting three thirty eight? Sure, point eight one eight OPS. Uh, he's got a home run. He's only had 108 in bats. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of late to the game. I, I Was he injured? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> look, he was a good college player. Uh, sure. Really With good Arkansas. player yeah. coming out of Arkansas. Um, just he, a name to watch. Might be included in some sort of deal. That's a guy. God, you keep hitting a double A like that, putting the ball in play and doing that. There might be a role somewhere on a big league team. He's never going to be a starter, I don't think, in the big leagues. But uh, might know. get a swim yeah. at some point. Could be a good add-in. Yeah. He's a middle infielder. He does a lot of things right. You Do know, Rangers have middle infielders? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so, but he, but he does a lot of the things right. He plays the game the right way. Yep. Plays hard. Will stretch a single into a double. Fires up the rest of the team. Uh, always, always seems to be one step ahead. Um, there, I mean, Double A Frisco. They they love him, and um, there's a lot to like. Maybe he's a lot like Ryan Darrow. I, I yeah. don't know, but it seems like they're you know kind of similar players. Um, but yeah, and and Kellen Strom's another guy. Yeah, who's come on. You know, he long, he's hit everywhere he's been. He's, he's had a very long. Uh, he, he's in the middle of a long on base streak. It's over twenty games. Um, yeah, he, you know, they're another college guy. He took he he struggled early, but he's picked it up. And you know, you you just you just never know with, with guys. And I'm telling you, if you if if you want to go see some big league players and don't want to go to the big league field, go out to Frisco. There are some big league, future big league players playing there. Yeah, it's very hot. Yes, you know, it is very hot. But uh, I went out there well, was Saturday night on a whim to yeah. talk to some guys, and um, it was it was smoking hot. And I we actually we actually had to leave in the second inning, and our our dogs got into a fight, and and my wife called me, and she one of the dogs was bleeding, but she couldn't find it, so. She was like, "Can you can you come home? We have to take a dog this is to the, the new vet." Dog. Uh, it was not the new dog. It was the two old 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 ladies who were getting into it. And so I only we only got to stay till the second inning. But we were there, you know, at three thirty. Watched Cody Bradford throw a bullpen. Uh, saw Jack Leiter play catch for the first time after his three days off. So it was a, always a worthwhile trip. Yeah, it's worthwhile to any of you guys. Get yeah, out there though. Definitely. The bullpen's right there. You can go watch these guys warm up when they're starting. You get right there close and do it. Yeah. Um, look, they don't sign a lot of autographs right there when they're trying to get ready. So, <sighs> but you can get close, get some video. It's fun to do. Yeah. All right, let's go to Round Rock, highest organ AAA team, uh, highest or- in the organization. They're yeah. forty-three and thirty-seven right now. Seven and three out of their last ten. They've won two in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're going to talk about anybody there, you're probably looking Wynn and Reagans as far as pitching going. Sure. Those two guys. Alexi pitched three scoreless innings last night. Um, he has struggled, uh, but he, he, he came in kind of in a – he came in second. He didn't start the game. Yeah. He came in second. That's I don't interesting, know. interesting. Um, uh, Duran's only hit 154 since he's been sent yeah, down. I wouldn't worry about it. He's yeah. playing center field. I think that's the – I think that's his project right now is, uh, learn to is play, learning learn how to play, to play the, the outfield in case the Rangers need a guy. You know, and, and Bubba Thompson had an unbelievable week. He hit over 500. Um, he's got 38 steals. He leads he leads baseball in stolen bases. He's only been caught twice. He's hitting for power. Another guy who's Rule 5 eligible. The right. Rangers didn't protect him or Reagans last year. Right. I wonder if that's going to change. But, you know, when you talk about <clears> – <throat> You talk about guys who've needed to show improvement in the farm system the last couple of years. He's 
he might be at the top of the list. And after what he did in in 2019, it was just it was it was miserable. Yep. Um, si- since then, he's been a, a really really good player. He may not play every day. He's always going to strike out a lot. Even he's even cut that down here the last he steals bases. month to six weeks. Uh, he 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 plays great defense. So he he could be a winning guy. I mean, he would be a very handy fourth outfield. Absolutely. Come in late for a pinch running. Uh, he steals a lot of bases, yeah. plays great defense. Sure. Uh, this And has some power when he when he barrels something up. Uh, yeah. uh, can spell somebody and start uh, once or twice mm-hmm. a week. You don't have to worry. He is. He is. I, I always think of someone like Craig Gentry, who was so yeah. fast and to yeah. come in. And when you're looking at, look, I, I, I love Charlie Culberson. Uh, I like him. Such a nice guy. He's always friendly, always talks to the media. He's really good. But let's be honest, Charlie Culberson on the basis doesn't scare you as bad as Bubba Thompson on the basis. Yeah, and, well, and when you're not yeah, as worried about yeah. the – you want to get him some ABs, but mm-hmm. when you see that his potential may be as someone like an Owen – like a – Well, I mean, Craig Gentry was a, a pretty key part of the, some of the best teams in Rangers history. Absolutely. And, uh, Bub, Bubba's more of an offensive threat uh, than, 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 Gentry. than Gentry ever was. And Bub, Bubba can bunt, so could Gentry, but I mean, Bubba's – Bubba's got a chance. I, I, I am. I think a National League team would swoop him up in a heartbeat in the Rule Five draft. Yep. He's just, he's just a good fifth. You can hide him good, on your roster easy. Yeah, he'd be easy to hide. Yep, so. absolutely. Well, guys, I think that's it. That that pretty much covers anything else you wanted to cover before getting out of here. Well, we need to, we need to remind people to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's a, there's a button. Uh, that it's you on need. this side. Hit uh, that whatever. button down you there. To, you need to hit it. Uh, uh, Rangers today. Rangers today is is still you know five ninety nine a month sixty dollars a year haven't gone up in prices you know despite the the inflation and and everything <laughs> like gas we're, prices we're not going up so um, look nobody covers the you're minor, not gouging no, that's right no nobody covers the minor <laughs> leagues like like Rangers today there's it's just no. it's just a fact I mean it really is and then um, we've moved over all the stuff from Substack all the old uh, Friday on the farm features. The, the major news from the last year involving the minor leagues. So um, if, if you don't give two craps about the, the major league team right now after that, that Orioles series, but you want to know about the minor leagues, it's a we're, great we're place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, speaking of, TR just put out another one with, with Buck Showalter yeah, uh, for yeah. the TR's memoirs, which are fast, they're just fantastic. Right. Have you ever been to the little dive bar he talks about? Yeah, went one time. It's gone now. It's now a high-rise condominium building. But What? Uh, we went one time and um, okay, we'll mark that off. That's yeah. where I was going to go if I went on a trip no, to it's, Seattle. It's gone. It's, <laughs> it's gone. gone. The Alki Al- Tavern is no more. Oh goodness, that's a great read, guys. Buck Showalter, the only manager that actually met Tr out for a beer, was a great story. Yeah, yeah. You, but you got to go read it. Got to go join Rangers right. today. Five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for the year. So worth it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks to Brett Martin for coming on. Jeff and I'll be back here next week. It's Thursday. The Rangers get back in town tomorrow. We'll be both out there tomorrow night. Uh, you'll be out there all weekend. I'm going to be out, I'm gonna be in a lot of games next week. The wife's out of town. So I'm going to come to a lot more games than that. Guys, thanks for being a part of this one. Until next time, we'll see you at the yard. <laughs>